What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actor Dev Patel and the movies, The Many Saints of Newark and The Guilty. First, let's talk about the career of actor Dev Patel. Patel began his career on the hit British series Skins alongside future movie stars Nicholas Holt and Daniel Kaluuya. Then his first film role was in Danny Boyle's Slumdog Millionaire, which went on to win the Best Picture at the Oscars. I think this is a wonderful film. I didn't know what to expect. Nobody talks about this movie. I think it has become super underrated. I think there is a stigma when you win an Oscar because a lot of the times the Oscars get it wrong and they give the Best Picture to movies like Green Book that aren't the best movie that year, but I think in this case, the Oscars got it right. I loved Slumdog Millionaire. I loved Dev Patel in the movie. He then went on to star in the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel with Judy Dench, Maggie Smith, Bill Nighy, and Tom Wilkinson. All I can say about this movie is it's pure delight. Such a fun movie. He also had a supporting role in Aaron Sorkin's HBO show The Newsroom, and I thought he had great chemistry with Jeff Daniels, and their scenes together were some of the very best on the show. I get it. When it comes to Aaron Sorkin's projects, the newsroom is one of the people's least favorites. It's not as beloved as his last show, The West Wing, but I really enjoyed the show, and I think Deb Patel was one of the best things on it. I think you can make an argument that 2016 was the year that Deb Patel became a massive movie star. First, he starred alongside Jeremy Irons in The Man Who Knew Infinity. This is like an underrated, independent film. And then in Lion, along with Nicole Kidman and Rooney Mara. Patel was great in the movie, and he received his first Oscar nomination. That was the first movie where he gave the best performance in it. Like, I love Slumdog Millionaire, but it's not like he's carrying that film. I love The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, but it's not like he's carrying that film. There are other movie stars. Lion was the first movie where you're like, oh wow, he is the best thing in this movie. Nicole Kidman's really good in that movie. Rooney Mara is really good in that movie, but the best part of that movie is Dev Patel. In the years since, Patel has become one of the most reliable leading men. In the classic way that all leading men do, Patel gets you to root for his character in both the personal history of David Copperfield with Tilda Swinton and Hugh Laurie, and in The Green Knight with Alicia Vikander. His character in both films go through a coming-of-age like journey, and his charisma and charm makes you want to go on these journeys with him in those films. When I see Dev Patel on screen, I immediately root for him the same way that whenever Kevin Costner shows up in a movie, I'm with Kevin Costner no matter what kind of character he is playing. That's the effect that Dev Patel has. It's the same thing with Will Smith. No matter if Will Smith's playing the good guy, the bad guy, or whatever, you are rooting for Will Smith, and Dev Patel has that same effect. That is what I like to call the movie star leading man effect. My favorite Dev Patel performance comes in in David Lowry's The Green Knight. It's the movie he carries the most. Yes, Alicia Vikander is brilliant in the movie, but it's Patel's movie. And other than Nicolas Cage and Pig, it's my favorite performance of the year so far. And it would be a crime if Patel was not nominated for an Oscar for his performance. What I love about this movie is it's playing against that idea that all you want to do is root for Patel. It's kind of making him an unlikable figure, but Dev Patel, the movie star, shines 
lines in this movie. I could not recommend this movie anymore. I think it shows that Dev Patel is one of the best actors working today. I mean, he's so early in his career and Dev Patel is already starring in a movie that plays against his own likability. I find that fascinating. A lot of Hollywood leading men only play characters that make them feel heroic. That is not what Dev Patel is doing in The Green Knight and that's what makes it one of the best performances of 2021. The most underrated performance of his career was in Armando Anucci's The Personal History of David Copperfield. It's a film that not enough people have seen and I think Patel should have gotten more recognition for his performance. I especially love his scenes with Hugh Laurie. Patel's next film is Monkey Man, which he will not only star in, but also make his directorial debut. Something I find really interesting about Dev Patel is a lot of people want Dev Patel to be the next James Bond, and I find this idea to be completely ridiculous. I don't think that's the way his career should go. He should continue to make interesting films with great filmmakers like Danny Boyle, Armando Annucci, and David Lowry. He was in some blockbusters early on in his career. Remember Avatar and Chappie? Those things did not work out for him. He should continue on the path that he's in. I don't want to see him in a Marvel movie. I don't want to see him in a Bond movie. I want Dev Patel to continue to do interesting and fascinating work. I don't care how many people see it. I want him to continue to do the things that he's doing. Also, they never picked established movie stars to play James Bond. Sean Connery was not super well known when he was picked to play Bond and Daniel Craig had only been in really the road to perdition and layer cake. He was on the cusp of movie stardom. Dev Patel is not going to be the next James Bond and neither is Tom Hardy. They're not going to pick a super well-known actor. They're going to pick somebody on the cusp of movie stardom because that's what they've done in the past. Here's a list of Dev Patel performances I highly recommend you check out. Skins, Slumdog Millionaire, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, The Newsroom, The Man Who Knew Infinity Lion, The Personal History of David Copperfield, and The Green Knight. Let's switch gears and talk about The Many Saints of Newark. Here's a quick synopsis. This Sopranos prequel tells the story of Dickie Mozzolanti and his relationship with a young Tony Soprano. Everyone is talking about this movie because everyone was super invested in the hit HBO series The Sopranos. So let's talk about this film. The most talked about aspect of this movie is that it stars Michael Gandolfini as the teenage Tony Soprano, the son of the late great James Gandolfini who played Tony on The Sopranos and was one of the most iconic television characters of all time. I liked Michael as a young Tony, but he wasn't nearly in the movie as much as I thought he was going to be. I think the movie could have used some more of him. Gandolfini's next projects include The Gray Man with Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, directed by the Russo brothers. He was in their last film, Cherry, and Disappointment Boulevard with Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Ari Aster. So there are a lot of people who think Michael Gandolfini is not a big-time actor. He's just playing this character because his father played this character. Well, guess what? This guy is going to continue his movie career and he might become a bigger name than you think. Really, the lead of this movie is Alessandro Nivola who plays Dickie Molasanti, the father of Christopher who throughout the series worked for Tony. Nivola as Dickie is great and this is a guy who's done some really good work on movies like Face Off, A Most Violent Year and The Art of Self-Defense. Nivola's next projects include the movies White Noise with Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig, directed by Noah Baumbach, and the next David O. Russell 
Lasso movie with Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and John David Washington. The rest of the cast of The Many Saints of Newark include Ray Liotta from Goodfellas and Copland, Corey Stoll from Ant-Man and First Man, Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami and Hamilton, Vera Farmiga from The Departed and Up in the Air, John Bernthal from The Punisher and Ford v. Ferrari, Billy Mangison from Into the Woods and Game Night, and John Magaro from The Big Short and First Cow. And the standout from this group for me is Corey Stoll, who is playing Tony's Uncle Jr., who was a great character on the show, and Stoll brings that same essence. Stoll will next appear in Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story. John Bernthal will be in King Richard with Will Smith. Billy Mangison will next have roles in the latest Bond film, No Time to Die with Daniel Craig and Rami Malek, and The Survivor with Ben Foster. Leslie Odom Jr. will next star in Knives Out 2 with Daniel Craig, Kate Hudson, Edward Norton, Ethan Hawke, Dave Bautista, and Catherine Hahn. John Magaro's next movie is Showing Up with Michelle Williams, and Ray Liotta's next project is Cocaine Bear with Carrie Russell, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and Alden Enreich. I like the performances in this movie. It's the plot that I found to be all over the place. I think what makes this good and what made the show The Sopranos great is that they are about gangsters who also want to be decent human beings, and those two things don't mix. Dickie in this and Tony in The Sopranos are conflicted by wanting both of those things. They both want to be feared and loved at the same time, and I think those two things are nearly impossible. And when those two things are conflicting, this movie and the show were at their absolute best. I'm not sure fans of The Sopranos are going to like this movie all that much. It's a nice piece of nostalgia, but other than that, it doesn't offer anything all that exciting. Like I said, the performances are good, but the movie is missing a madman that the TV show had in Christopher. The movie was too neat, while the show was messy and exciting. This movie, The Many Saints of Newark, and The Sopranos were about the mob, so here are my five favorite films about the mob. Number one, Goodfellas. Goodfellas is the gold standard. Joe Pesci alone makes this movie number one. Leota and De Niro are also fantastic. Who doesn't love Goodfellas? Scorsese's never been better. Number two, Miller's Crossing. This is one of the best Coen Brothers films and features great moments from Gabriel Byrne and Albert Finney. It also has the first great performance given by John Turturro. There's no other Coen film like it. Number three, Road to Perdition. Probably the most underrated film on this list. Features an all-time great Tom Hanks performance along with Paul Newman, Jude Law, and Stanley Tucci. Sam Mendes. This was his second movie. I love Road to Perdition. Number four, Get Shorty. This film has my all-time favorite John Travolta performances and also stars Gene Hackman, Delroy Lindo, and the already mentioned James Gandolfini, Rene Russo, and Danny DeVito. I love Get Shorty. If you have not seen this movie, I recommend it highly. And number five, Carlito's Way. Al Pacino gives one of his best performances in this film, along with Sean Penn, who has never played a character like this again. I absolutely love Sean Penn in this movie. So there you have it, my five favorite movies about the mob. Again, Goodfellas, Miller's Crossing, Road to Perdition, Get Shorty, and Carlito's Way. Check out those movies and check out The Many Saints of Newark. Let's switch gears one final time and talk about the movie The Guilty. Here's a quick synopsis. Joe Baylor is a police detective who is demoted to 911 operator and desperately tries to save a caller who he believes 
Reeves has been abducted while also dealing with his own personal trauma. The number one reason I checked this movie out is because of the star of the film, Jake Gyllenhaal. And Gyllenhaal, the last few years, has given great supporting performances in Okja, The Sister Brothers, and Spider-Man Far From Home. And with the guilty, he returns as a leading man, and I think this is his best leading performance since Nightcrawler. It's also the second time he's played a cop, the first being an end of watch with Michael Pena, which is one of the most underrated films of the 2010s. Hall is by far one of the best actors without an Oscar. He's only been nominated once, and that was for Brokeback Mountain all the way back in 2005. In my mind, he should have won for Nightcrawler and should have been nominated for Wildlife. Probably won't be nominated for The Guilty, but it's one of the best performances of the year. I find Jake Gyllenhaal's status as a movie star to be fascinating, especially since 2014's Nightcrawler. He's been arguably the most consistent actor working today, yet we don't talk about him the way we talk about Brad Pitt. We don't talk about him the way we talk about Leonardo DiCaprio. We don't talk about him the way we talk about Adam Driver, yet I think he's as consistent, if not more consistent, than all three of those other names why is Jake Gyllenhaal not a bigger movie star? And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think one of the reasons he's not is because he works all the time. I mean, when a Leonardo DiCaprio movie comes out, we are all like, wow, this guy has not acted in five years. I need to see this movie immediately. That's why we're all anticipating that Adam McKay movie. It's not about that all-star supporting cast. It's about the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio is starring in a movie and we don't get one of those all the time. We do get movies starring Jake Gyllenhaal all the time. Especially nowadays, there's been a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal recently. Again, he showed up in Spider-Man Far From Home. We just saw him in a big blockbuster movie. He's been everywhere recently. But then the counter-argument to that is Adam Driver, who is in everything, way more movies than Jake Gyllenhaal, yet we still love Adam Driver and think of him as one of our major movie stars. So I don't get it. I don't get everyone's feelings about Jake Gyllenhaal. My own personal feelings is he's one of the best actors actors working today and I hope sometime in the near future he wins an Oscar. Hall's next film is Ambulance with Yaya Abdul-Mateen and Isa Gonzalez, directed by Michael Bay. And I think Hall is the perfect fit for Michael Bay. He's given big performances in movies like Okja, Nightcrawler, and Velvet Buzzsaw. Hall likes to be over the top, and so does Michael Bay. Sign me up for that movie immediately. I am one of those people who love Michael Bay. I love the Bad Boys films. I love Armageddon. I love The Rock. I'm one of those people, when Michael Bay makes a movie, I need to see it immediately and then add Jake Gyllenhaal to the mix. I mean, look at the movie stars that Michael Bay has gotten some really good performances from. He's gotten really good performances from Mark Wahlberg. He's gotten really good performances from Nicolas Cage, Ben Affleck, Will Smith. Add Jake Gyllenhaal to the mix? Yeah, absolutely sign me up for the ambulance. The Guilty features the voices of some very big, well-known actors. Ethan Hawke from Training Day, Riley Keough from Zola, Paul Dano from There Will Be Blood, and Peter Sarsgaard from Garden State. The director of this film is Antron Fuqua, who is an underrated filmmaker. He made Training Day with Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke, Brooklyn's Finest with Hawke, Richard Gere, Don Cheadle, and Wesley Snipes, The Magnificent Seven again with Denzel and Hawke, and Chris Pratt, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Peter Sarsgaard. The Guilty is the second film he's made during this year. The first one was Infinite, starring Mark Wahlberg, which was much maligned, but 
but The Guilty is a really good film. It's tough to make an entertaining film about a guy who's alone in a room on a phone, but that's what he did here. He previously worked with Hall on the film Southpaw, and his next film, Emancipation, stars Will Smith and Ben Foster. I really like Antoine Fuqua as a filmmaker. I watched Brooklyn's Finest. This is one of the craziest films ever. This film stars Ethan Hawke, Richard Gere, Wesley Snipes, and Don Cheadle, and it is a wild and crazy ride. It is just all fun. He loves to get over-the-top performances. That's what Training Day is. Yes, we all love Denzel Washington in Training Day, but it is a bit over-the-top. Ethan Hawke is the voice of reason in that movie. That's why that movie works so well. Brooklyn's Finest is like Training Day if there was no Ethan Hawke-like character in that movie. I mean, sometimes his movies can go so over-the-top. But man, does Fuqua know how to get a great movie star performance. He got one from Denzel in Training Day. I mean, Denzel walked home with an Oscar because of that movie. He got a great performance from Ethan Hawke in Brooklyn's Finest. I love Richard Gere in that movie. I love Wesley Snipes in that movie. Don Cheadle is incredible in that movie. And in this film, The Guilty, he gets an all-time great performance by Jake Gyllenhaal. The man knows how to get great performances from his movie stars. I think the most fascinating thing about The Guilty is it's basically a one-man show. Jake Gyllenhaal is the only major star on screen, so it got me thinking, what are some of the other movies with one central character like this? And here are the ones that I came up with. I think the most famous example of this is Castaway. Castaway is an over two-and-a-half-hour film that stars really only Tom Hanks alone on an island. Tom Hanks was famously nominated for an Oscar for this movie. When I think of a movie that's a one-man show, I definitely think of the movie Castaway. It's not one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies, but I think people really love this film, and it shows how great of an actor Tom Hanks is that he can carry the screen for so much time. I mean, Joan Hall does it in The Guilty, but The Guilty is only 90 minutes long. Tom Hanks is carrying an over two-and-a-half-hour film in Castaway. It's a pretty impressive feat. Another example is 127 Hours. This film was directed by Danny Boyle. It stars James Franco, and really the only person on screen is James Franco. I remember seeing this movie in the moment and thinking it was incredible. I think it's one of Franco's better performances on film. You also have Moon, where Sam Rockwell plays not one, but two characters. Sam Rockwell dominates that movie. We all talk about free billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, how that's Sam Rockwell's best performance. There have been other great Sam Rockwell performances, and Moon is atop of that list. It's one of the all-time great performances given by Rockwell. It's him alone in space with himself. It's an incredible movie. I highly recommend it. And then you have what I feel like is the closest example to The Guilty. It's Locke with Tom Hardy. The movie Locke is Tom Hardy alone in a car for 90 minutes talking to famous voices like Tom Holland. It is the closest example to The Guilty. You are spending 90 minutes alone with Tom Hardy and he is able to pull that off because he is a major, major movie star. And the same goes with Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie. He is able to pull this off because he is Jake Gyllenhaal. I think when we watch these type of films, we don't appreciate how hard it is to make you want to spend time alone with one actor. A lot of movies nowadays now have massive, massive all-star cast to get you to go to the movie. It is super hard to sell you on one major movie star being the face of a movie, but I think The Guilty pulls it off brilliantly, Locke pulls it off brilliantly,
brilliantly because Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Hardy are two of the biggest movie stars on planet Earth. And there are only a few actors that can do that, but Jake Gyllenhaal is one of those few and he does not brilliantly in The Guilty. I highly recommend you check out the film The Guilty. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and this week I put the spotlight on the career of actor Dev Patel and the movies The Many Saints of Newark and The Guilty. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the career of actress Anne Hathaway in the Marvel film Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh so tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.